This is typical, right? Very typical of me. I just spent how much time on trying to prepare something, right? A lot of time. Super hungry, super frustrated while doing it, and now I don't know where I put it. So then I'm walking around the house because the whole thing was like, this is my biggest pet peeve. It's like I'm trying to make food, and then everybody around me, not everybody, but certain people that have no clue what I'm doing will scream at me while I'm trying to take care of the very problem that is their problem, right? And so then it's really hard for me to focus. And thankfully, I could realize that I put all the food that I was supposed to put in the oven on the shelf again for it to be opened up maybe a month later so that I could realize, oh, that's the food that I was preparing for that morning. So anyways, here I am. Okay, started yesterday, kind of had a wash through, settled down a bit so I could actually fall asleep. Then, what happened? Um, then I woke up. Thankfully, yes, a I got to study in my favorite scriptures ever. I think they're my favorite scriptures. They just have to be. Because every time I go into these parts of the scripture, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is not a joke. No, it's not. This actually happened. I cannot believe it. How cool is that, right? So lately, I've been really into, like, like not even really into, doesn't even begin to describe how I feel about the actual live ministry of Jesus Christ when he was on the earth, actually alive, healing people, and having disciples, all of, the, all of that, right, before he died. Serious. I've been really into it. So as I've been really into it, it's been really fun to actually go into the scriptures that talk about all this, but even, even more so, even more so. So then that's just the account of him actually being on the earth from people that saw and touched him, right? Then I go into this other account of scripture that is another testament of Jesus Christ, and it's 600 years before this actually even happened, and for some reason it never occurred to me. It never occurred to me that this was a big deal, right? Here I am reading this story of this person that all he's asking, all he asked was, hey, could you tell me, could I get some like insight on this, this tree of life dream that my father had, you know? So then this angel comes and talks to him and explains it all, Plus, then he's like, oh, and by the way, and then he goes into this whole scene of like, oh, by the way, this is also going to happen, right? 600 years later, this is what's going to happen. You know, there's this virgin, and she's going to give birth to this, this Lord, right? And on all this, and this is going to be, you know, our Redeemer. You know, it was spelled out. And I guess it boggles my mind because I, it never occurred to me until I was totally immersed into this idea not an idea, into this history of what it was actually like at the time when Jesus came. I had no idea that he was as rejected as he was. You know, I had a sense, because of course they, they ended up crucifying him, but I had no idea that they actually believed that there was somebody else that was going to come, most people anyways, the people that were actually paying attention, you know, to what God was really trying to say and really having a humble heart about, they really were able to recognize him and see him for who he was. But everybody else just overlooked it. And was, nope, totally not, right? But here he was. Here's this one person 600 years even before Christ came, right? And he's getting this as well. He's getting the full account of everything that's going to happen from Christ's life to when he died, and then this great and spacious building crumbling, you know, as the explanation of this tree of life story, right? You know, that the tree of life story isn't just, oh, the word of God is the iron rod and all this. It's no, it's like there's the tree and then there's the whole Christ story, like behind the tree, right? And then that's why the, the, 
this building falls because every it basically says anybody that puts themselves against the like Christ and his apostles will crumble like that building, right? And that's basically how that part of the story is spelled out. And so I guess the angel had to show him, okay, so this is Christ. This is his birth. This is who he was. This is, you know, those kinds of things. And I guess it just boggles me because it just like, you know, we're really into time travel right now with like different stories, sci-fi kinds of stories, whether it's the Superbook series or, you know, just other other awesome stories that kind of go there into that that space there's oh yeah like the tunnels okay but like but it's really cool right but so it's really fun for me to just be like wait a minute it actually happened in the scriptures like like this is not just like a make-believe thing like like nephi was with this angel and this angel basically brought him to these other places where he could be in the future right like and i was like in my mind i was like boo like it just blew my mind i was like this is not a new thing this is not just something that someone made up. This actually happened with somebody where they are actually able to go into that space of like seeing what was going to come. And he didn't even write down everything that he saw, right? He only like wrote down what he was told, basically probably told to write down, right? And so I'm just like in my mind and my heart, I'm like, okay, that's beyond. That is so cool. That basically... This is basically how I felt the very first time that I ever heard about the plan of salvation. You know, because I was starting to lose hope. I was like, hey, this world is really boring, right? Like, this is, like, really boring. If there's no actual fairy tales, if there's no prince that's actually going to come and all this kind of stuff, then why are we even here, right? Like, what is going on? And then my sister comes and talks to me about this plan of salvation stuff, and I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying there actually is a happily ever after. Like, there actually is. Like, there's a promised land, there's... You know, there's there's hope, there's a means to an end, there's there's a plan, right? This is all part of something, right? This is not just a big mistake. This is not just like a happenstance. You know, in my last podcast I talked about how does how does one that is faith seeking be a scientist and not feel something every time they look through a microscope and, and discover the handprints of God, the fingerprints of God all over all of his creations, right? People talk of it as it's evolution. I just talk about it as like, well, they're all created by the same creator, so of course they would all have a similar pattern, right? Like, that's the way that I see it because I'm not I'm not into all the detail details, right? I'm just into the, the basic to be, be like totally okay with just seeing science as there's a creator and his handprints on everything, right? Like, because, you know, if I made a meal, of course one meal was a little bit similar tasting to the last meal because I did use the same pot, right? It all came from the same kitchen. So of course they all kind of taste the same. They didn't evolve from each other, right? Like they didn't like just suddenly, oh, this this dish was this, and then it somehow changed into that dish by itself, right? Like I'm not trying to knock on evolutionist type of people, right? I think it's awesome that they're noticing the details and the patterns in between everything because there is a pattern. There's absolutely a pattern. There's absolutely connections. It's all connected, absolutely. And and I think discounting that there's any connection with like a chef that actually made the food is, is just a little bit off. It's just a little bit off to just think, oh, this beautiful meal just came out of nowhere and we're just, we just get to eat it and we don't need to say thank you to anybody and, and just think that it's going to be, it's going to be there every time just for us and we can just totally like, 
you know, glutton ourselves and, and think we can do anything with it or, you know what? <laughs> like it's, no, I actually think that there's beautiful purposes for every single aspect of creation. And it's for us to learn Heavenly Father's fingerprint. Like why would you, why would a chef want to make all that food just to have it, you know, you don't, like a real teacher doesn't, doesn't just give you fish. They want to teach you how to fish, right? They want to teach you so you can be self-reliant too. You know, what if that chef was in the background being like, I just can't wait till somebody just wonders, like, I wonder who made this, right? Like, I wonder how I could do this too, right? Like, you know, like that would be really cool, right? But I just love the way that Heavenly Father just honors our agency beyond, right? He just does. You know, he'll send different people our way, angels, people that will give me the Book of Mormon to read it and have an amazing experience reading First Nephi chapter 11. Or like, you know, like, or just different instances where it just all connects. And I'm just like, yeah, like, of course. It just makes sense now, right? Why would I think that ancient texts that were written around the same kind of time about the same kind of person wouldn't be able to connect and intersect? You know, the moment that I had this morning reading first Nephi chapter 11 was a little bit like almost like this mystery moment that I hope to have one day with a bunch of my friends where we all go into, into our ancestors closets right and we pull out all these things of, of different texts and things that they wrote about big huge events in their life and then and then find out from all the grandparents of the time what they all wrote about that big huge experience and then sharing notes and be like ah, guys what did yours say about this right and so that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. It's like different cultures and different people all wrote about their beautiful revelations and visions that they saw about the coming of this baby that was to come and save the world from sin and from death and all of these beautiful things. And I just think it's so cool that it was, it was revealed to Nephi 600 years before he was born. And then it was revealed to like brother of Jared person, you know, time of Babylon, Tower of Babylon kind of times. You know, and like, like, I just, I just feel so glad that there was different people recording at different times, you know, the people that recorded in Genesis, you know, Tower of Babel, it was such a short blip, right? Versus if you go into Ether in the Book of Mormon, there's like a whole account there of the civilization that was living during that time of the Tower of Babel. And you get, you get the nitty gritties, that intimate understanding of what people were talking about and thinking about and what their testimonies were like and you feel what they felt it's like it's like when i open the scriptures i feel like i'm in a testimony meeting that's what i love about it it's like i read the scriptures and i'm like i don't have to wait for like the monthly testimony meeting i can open the scriptures and just be in all of the history's testimony meetings that were ever recorded and really meaningful for me to experience right now at this time in my life in this day and I love it. <laughs>